Welcome to the Grace and Truth podcast, where we take some time to reflect on scripture and think about how it applies to our lives today. We're presently taking a fresh look at the Lord's Prayer. What are we praying for when we pray for God's kingdom to come? Uh, what do we mean by kingdom? Uh, for most of us, a kingdom is a defined place on a map, uh, a geographical area, uh, or for example, our near neighbor is the United Kingdom. However, we're told that it's probably better translated with a word that indicates activity, a word like rule, reign, or even kingship. Uh, the people of the first century, Israel, longed for the coming of their promised Messiah, the true King who would fulfill all the promises of God. They, they were fed up with the oppression of the kings they had known, including Caesar and his puppet King Herod. Um, in recent days, we celebrated the first coming of Christ, the, the helpless baby born in Bethlehem unbeknown to most was king over all he was the fulfillment of all the prophecies uh, when Jesus was about 30 he launched his public ministry uh, one Saturday he visited the synagogue of his home place in Nazareth as usual however this day was different he stood up at the front to read from the prophet Isaiah he proclaimed that his kingdom ministry was an implementation of, on, of, of what was written and these very words were now being actively fulfilled the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. The kingdom of God was a present reality in the ministry of Jesus. He declared from the outset that the kingdom was near, that God was asserting his rule in the world. Uh, these words were the working plan of his kingdom and his agenda hasn't changed. Uh, as the kingdom of God advances, good news is proclaimed to the poor. Freedom is proclaimed for prisoners. The blind recover their sight and the oppressed are set free. This is the time of God's favor. His reign spells liberation, not coercion. Deliverance, not domination. The kingdom ministry of Jesus had small beginnings like an insignificant mustard seed. But the promise was that one day it would grow into a large, unmissable tree. Your kingdom come. The kingdom has come in the ministry of Jesus. 
It is coming in our world today by the power of the Holy Spirit. And one day it will come in all its fullness at Jesus' second coming. History is not just some meaningless, meandering story. God's word assures us that it's moving towards the fulfillment of God's purposes on earth. History has direction and purpose. N.T. Wright reminds us that, think of the vision at the end of the book of Revelation. It isn't about humans being snatched up from earth to heaven. The holy city, New Jerusalem, comes down from heaven to earth. God's space and ours are finally married, integrated at last. That is what we pray for when we pray, thy kingdom come. When we pray for God's kingdom to come, we're, we're asking that the world will be changed, that God's evident reign will come more and more completely until its full and final accomplishment. We're, we're also asking that God's rule and reign come into lives and situations around us, into the present realities of our experience. Uh, as things stand, when we look around, we see much that is lacking. The world often appears crazy. We, we see a battered world that has been disfigured by sin and death, a world of injustice and pain. Nevertheless, we still pray and cry out, your kingdom come. Someone prayed it this way, Father, make your healing reign more and more tangible and visible in our world. Let your rule assert itself even more concretely in the places where sickness and evil still seem to have the upper hand. Your kingdom come. In the next breath, we pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And this is probably an explanation of your kingdom come. It stops us from overly spiritualizing God's kingdom, making it into some sort of hazy, distant, pie in the sky thing. Uh, we're directed to look for God's kingdom and will to be grounded in the here and now on earth as it is in heaven not just on the earth in general, but in this little piece of earth called me. Um, as we look at our TVs and news feeds, we're aware that God's will is not being done. We, we can see a world that's often defiant of his will. If we're honest, we'll admit that often God's will is not our priority. More often than not, we're pursuing our own wills what we want rather than what God wants for us. Uh, we, we've swallowed the ancient lie spoken in the Garden of Eden that somehow God wants to cheat us, that he doesn't want the best for us. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Uh, we read of only one person who fully embraced the will of God, and that's Jesus. On one occasion he said, the food that keeps me going is that I do the will of the one who sent me, finishing the work he started. We read of him in prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane as he faced his forthcoming suffering on the cross. 
he repeats the same words. My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. He went through with it for each one of us. He totally embraced the will of God. He went to the cross in our place, the ones who have failed to live according to his will, in order that we might be restored, saved, set free, forgiven, and in turn that we might become pursuers and doers of God's will. When we pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, it's not a fatalistic cry. It's not a resigned sigh that says, this is just the way things are. We can't do anything about it. Uh, we've just got to accept it. It is what it is. Uh, this prayer believes that things can be changed by the power of God, that whatever is broken can be repaired, whatever is hurting can be healed, whatever is lost can be found, whatever is wrong can be made right. Also, of course, when we pray, your will be done, it means that we acknowledge that God knows what is best and that we surrender our will to his. Are you willing to turn to him and ask for his help to confess your need of him as king to reign over you and as savior to set you free and make you whole? As one writer frankly reminds us, there are only two kinds of people in the end. Those who say to God, thy will be done. And those to whom God says in the end, thy will be done. God bless you today and in the coming days as we grow into this remarkable prayer.